Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heal Squad for 15% off. Hey, everyone. We are so inspired doing this podcast every week, having the opportunity to bring you all the valuable knowledge and advice that each and every guest provides means the world to us. Now, because of how much positive feedback we've been receiving from our listeners, we've decided to build a community through Patreon. Members of Patreon receive exclusive access to a chat forum, the ability to interact with our guests, which is so cool, extra videos and podcast episodes that will provide even more advice and knowledge. Join now by going to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria and let's be better together because when you know better you get better I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you and I'm not just focusing on physical health I'm focusing on everything emotional wellness spirituality finances relationships and so much more every week it will be my personal goal to bring us the world's leading healers experts and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. <laughs> hello, hello. Happy Monday, everybody. It's almost Thanksgiving. Yes. Woo. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for that. I'm going to eat kale every day until Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're going to eat kale on Thanksgiving. No. That well, I'm going to do that too, probably. Need the but kale countdown. Yes, the kale countdown. So, you know, you got to like leave room. You need to like, it's almost like starving the tiger. So when it like catches its prey, it's like so happy. I you don't know where that came from. Kale but. and you should have your salmon collar and you should <laughs> have your blueberries. I know. I had that all last night. I had salmon, <laughs> kale, and some black beans. It was delicious. Mm. But you know, I find whenever I eat super duper healthy, I want like a donut or something sweet. Does anyone else feel like that? You're probably missing one. I've heard when that happens, it's you're missing one major nutrient. 
Because your body's craving something to finish it. Yes. Yeah. Craving desperately. Yeah. Or we're just eating healthy food to feel like we're accomplishing something. And then the gratification. Yeah. yeah, yeah. After. I tried to delay it. So yesterday I ate that for dinner. Dimitri was doing um, his thing. And so I was like, I really, really, really want like something bad. And so I called Kevin and I was like, honey, I think it's time for you to go get the donuts. And he's like, oh, is it really? And I go, no. And he's like, no, I can't do it. So the two of us are really trying hard to do well. And so when I got into my kitchen at some point when I was done with work, I found a bag of like pita chips. And all I needed was like, you know, 10 pita chips or so. And then I was satiated. But I, yeah, whenever I eat super duper clean, it's like something. Pita chips and peanut butter are really good. Pita chips and like spicy feta. Ooh, nice. That's good, too. Yeah. Very Greek of you. Our quote of the day, guys. If you have kale... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a donut, <laughs> just do it. No. Eat if, kale. <laughs> if you're not making someone else's life better, then you're wasting your time. Your life will become better by making other lives better. That is by Will Smith. I love that quote. Damn, Maria's like the best then, right? He- hey! <laughs> Uh, when you know better, you get better. That's what we are here for. We should have Will Smith come on and talk about that philosophy. Actually, that would be really Hell cool. Oh yeah, stuff. Get on that shit. I'm gonna work on that. Yeah. Thank you guys, of course, for joining us here on Better Together, our little community of uh, of people who want to be better and are trying to find another way and and figure out their journey we love bringing you guys episodes uh and we've gotten so much amazing feedback from all of you and we're so grateful it keeps us so motivated and inspired to keep outdoing ourselves every week so uh if you would continue to rate comment subscribe join our patreon community we're really trying to steer away from ads and we would love to make a completely ad-free environment and that's what is uh, going on on our Patreon account. Plus, we're giving free content. So we have another, um, we're giving more content um, than just this one free episode. So we're doing another episode, an after show. And then we have the Discord where we're going to give you guys access to our guests, which is super cool. Steven, anything I missed out? You're the Patreon expert. No, you pretty much covered it really well. We have uh, ways to interact with our guests. We have, if you, if you, if you want to go big and get our Better Together mug, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me show you. If you're listening, you can go to YouTube right now and watch us, but it's basically better together. And then on the other side, it says no better, get better. So when you're drinking your coffee with your right hand, you see no better, get better. If you're a lefty, you're screwed. No, if you're a lefty, you're just preaching. If you're a lefty, you're just going to see the name of the show. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we should have left-hand mugs and right-hand mugs because I really like seeing the message, no better, get better. To start your day like that, which by the way, the rattling is from those little coffee tips they put to prevent your coffee from spilling in your car. I feel like lefties can still drink with their right hand though. Yes, but perhaps they don't like it. You don't want to assume that you know what a lefty likes or doesn't like. Perhaps you are right. The lefty community could come at you. Please don't. I love you. <laughs> My mom is a lefty. She's coming. No! Don't mess with those lefties. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, you can do that. We also have um some other special incentives with me. I forget what, what Yeah, I... there's a there's a channel that's Ask Maria on there. You can Maybe. interact with Maria on there. You, there's a uh, there's another channel where you can talk about all the exclusive content. There's another channel where you mm-hmm. can, you know, break down feel good moments, break down like all the things you want to talk about. You can actually talk hollywood we do have a patreon uh, a discord channel for like entertainment industry stuff so yeah. if you're like looking for advice i'm in there too 
So I've been running Maria's network for a year now, but I've worked with her and Kevin for eight years. So I'm more than happy to give you guys any advice you want or answer any questions about Hollywood. So we, we try to make it a community where no matter what aspect of your life you're asking for advice or anything, mm -hmm. we try to help you out. Yes. And if you'd like to comment on my new hair uh, in there, you can. Uh, very few people I feel are noticing. I'm going to fall off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Instagram story. Thank you. Did I you? was told while working. I'm, I'm like, broad. how dare she not tell me? <laughs> I'm bronze, guys. And it's awesome. I came home. I came. Uh, I went to my kitchen this morning and saw my dad. And I, Dad, your hair looks so good. And it did look so good. I go, clearly no one cares about mine. And he started laughing. He's like, he's beautiful, Maria. He's beautiful. Like, oh, you didn't even notice. It really is perfect. <laughs> I think Dimitri does such a perfect perfect mm -hmm. job that it doesn't look it just looks natural like you were supposed to wake up like that thank you yeah he's incredible um i think later in the year i'm going to throw in some fun extensions and do a little something but i thought it was it was cute as it was and i was like i'm just going to keep my natural yeah, and hair when you're traveling for the holidays it's yeah hard to have extensions in exactly so guys we have a great episode for you today uh type 1 diabetes is uh, a very important cause in my life my dad's type 1 diabetic uh, I have a lot of little cousins who are type 1. My brother's type 2. I go into pre-diabetes, so I'm really managing my care to make sure I never get there. Yeah. Um, and I know, Stephen, you have a cousin that's type 1? Me. Or you my cousin, cousin. Has a, he was diagnosed type 1 juvenile diabetic at, I think, 7 years old. Really mm. young. Yeah. And I, Stephen, I did you that, have a connection uh, too? Uh, I know that Bree's uncle... Bri has an, Brianna is another producer we have at our network. Her uncle is uh, type 1 diabetic, and yeah. it's been a very big impact on his life. He can't drink more than a little bit of lemon. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. Hello, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, and he want, I think he had to have a surgery because of it he had to get new kidneys because of or a new kidney because oh, of yeah. it yeah like he, he was driving and just passed out in the middle of driving so it's it's a it's a it's a dangerous thing if you don't take care of yourself with it so it's so important to like let people know to test if they have it make sure yeah that they're taking care of themselves throughout my career i've been really um focused on diabetes awareness i've worked with the entertainment industry foundation and lobbied on capitol hill um i've worked with you know um, the Today Show and done a series on diabetes um, and various other outlets because I think it's so important. Even Dr. Drew, we did a segment um, as well on his talk show because to me, the biggest thing is not knowing you have it and not seeing that you're going into prediabetes. So if you're going to get your physical every year, that's step one because they always do an A1C level to see where your blood sugar is at. Mm -hmm. And that's really key to know. 
um, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a really scary disease, but it can be managed and mm-hmm. type two can be prevented and reversed. Yeah. Just to speak to something you just said though, Maria, mm-hmm. is a lot of people don't get their physicals every year. Mm-hmm. So there are places that you can reach out to and you can pay to get your blood tested and check if you have diabetes, which is really important to do, especially for if you don't have health care or if you can't afford a $300 trip to the doctor to get a physical. Uh, these blood tests are usually around anywhere from 40 to $100. Uh-huh. So you can get that outside of having a medical care plan. Oh. Now, if you if you do get it, then I would recommend, if you're diagnosed, to get a medical care plan, though, to make sure you can take care of yourself. Yeah, I think that's really important um, as well. And there are kits where you can test your own blood sugar levels. Like if you go to CVS and stuff, I've seen that before. Um, but... Um, but the the point is is knowing and it's funny when i did my today show segment dr ann peters from ucla she's one of the top doctors in the whole country uh i had her on the show and she did a finger prick test on me just to show people and it was so crazy because that was the day i found out that i had hashimoto's and had no idea and she's like your hashimoto's the best way i can explain it is a combination of your mom's thyroid and your dad's diabetes And I wouldn't have known if she hadn't done that because at that point I wasn't really going to the doctors very much. I was young and, you know, uh, unaware and kind of taking it a little for granted, I guess, and working like crazy. So finding out for sure is, um, is super important. And my dad having type one diabetes my whole life, uh, I've gotten to see it and live it firsthand. So he is, so amazing in so many ways. And I dedicated my Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness book to him because he's been my inspiration for eating healthy and and doing the right thing and, and self-discipline. And so um, he, when he was diagnosed, instantly quit. When they said to him, carbs are bad and sugar is bad, he never ate them again. And like cold turkey cut it. The problem is, is my dad did manual labor his whole life. So when you are ex, ex, um, not exporting, expelling so much energy every day, working manually in physical labor, and you don't eat some carbs to sustain your blood sugar levels, your blood sugar is going to drop tremendously low. And my dad would go into low blood sugar attacks constantly, sometimes low blood sugar comas. And it was really, really scary. And my mom and I, thank God, um, had very intuitive powers. So we always knew when he wasn't well, somehow one of us would always get to him. He could be 3000 miles away and I would know he wasn't well. He could be in the next room as me. And I would have this gut instinct that his lo- his sugar was low, but it was pretty traumatic growing up because when he wouldn't come home on time, we had to start calling hospitals, police stations, um, start sending like the search squad out for him because we didn't know like he got arrested because they thought he was drunk but he really was having a low blood sugar attack that's terrible um he's gotten in a car wrecks and didn't know where he was and people who knew him happened to drive by i mean he's so protected my dad um i'd be in my seventh period study class and i would have it eating at my stomach that he was not well I remember one time I ran home and it's a long ass run home. I mean, this is like miles to get home. And I just ran and I found him on the floor out cold in the bathroom. And so I had to 
start reviving him, 911, putting jelly and sugar in his, in his gums to try to get it to come up really fast. And it was terrifying. Um, and really, really traumatic actually, as yeah. I'm, you know, talking about it. Um, and I remember when I went to college, I was terrified. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, being so consumed with school and not being around as much, I was scared that I wouldn't be there one day when he needed me. So I used to like cry in college all the time. And I was only a few miles away, but still it was a scary thing to not yeah. be there consistently to help with my mom, help my mom with my dad. Um, but on the flip side, if we're going to make lemonade, the one amazing thing about diabetes is it forces you to eat healthy. And my dad, because he doesn't cheat, is one of the healthiest people you'll meet. Mm-hmm. I took him to the cardiologist maybe two weeks ago because he had said he had had some chest pain. And I think it was anxiety and stress about my mom. And I will tell you, it was mind-blowing. The doctor looked at us and he goes, wait, wait, wait. So the EKG and the ECG, everything I just did, it's you and you are a 50-year type 1 diabetic? And my dad goes, yeah. And he goes, no, 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 I've never seen anything like this. He was so blown away at my dad's physical condition, his heart, and the fact that he hasn't had any of the nasty side effects of diabetes. Part of the reason I believe is obviously he's eaten a pure, clean diet, Um, and he hasn't cheated only when we got him on the pump. So for years he would do the manual injections of insulin and then the pumps came into existence and Dr. Peters and I got him on that so that we could help control his blood sugars a little easier. And that helped a lot with his low blood sugar attacks. Um, but that was when he first started eating carbs because I was like, daddy, you got to eat some carbs. And so he started to eat some carbs. So now he'll have some French fries here or there. He'll have a burger, um, things he never would have done before. But he also ran his blood sugar on the low side. So for my dad, if his blood sugar is over 150, he is freaking out. He likes it at 80. Most people are really low at 80. My dad at 25 you still wouldn't know most people are in a coma at 25 because his body has become so acclimated to it being so low. The problem is, as I tell him all the time, because he says, Maria, I'm losing my mind. I can't remember. I go, dad, because you're killing your brain cells. (laughs) You know, you're killing them by running it so low. But he, we've diagnosed him with a, a, a diabetes anorexia of sorts where he just cannot see it the way the rest of us are seeing it. He cannot accept that 120 is a beautiful blood sugar level. Mm. He wants it at 80. But there have been some benefits that have come from it. So uh, it's been interesting. And then, of course, Dexcom came to be. And Dexcom has been such a gift because my dad doesn't have to do the finger pricks anymore. And he knows where his blood sugar level is at all times. So that has been such a game changer. And um, Dexcom is, they distribute continuous glucose monitoring systems mm-hmm. for people with diabetes. So it's a real, and that's for my cousin when he was diagnosed as a kid, the prick is what made it so sad to mm-hmm. watch him as just a kid constantly having to prick his finger. It's like awful. Ugh. 
It really is awful. It really awful. is awful. I do have updates on the stats from the same website, but stats can be written confusing. Yes. So let's just get down <laughs> to the real numbers, shall we? So like Maria was saying, in 2015, 30.3 million Americans or 9.4% of the population had diabetes. Mm-hmm. So um, and 33. 0.3 million adults with diabetes were diagnosed. 23.1 million um, or 7.2 million were undiagnosed, okay. which is really scary because you could you're go into a coma. Around. Yeah. You're yeah. walking around and you have no idea. You're driving and you have no idea. Yeah. One, so some of the symptoms are frequent urination, um, feeling thirsty, yes, very thirsty. hungry, even though you're eating, extreme fatigue, extreme weight loss, blurry vision, cuts, bruises that are slow to heal, weight loss, tingling, pain, or numbness in the hands slash feet. That is mm-hmm. more type two, whereas weight loss is more type one mm-hmm. associated. And Type 2 is usually associated with people who are overweight, and I will say that it isn't always the case. So if you are a thinner human like myself, you can't take for granted that you can't have diabetes because guess what? I've been in prediabetes. I've also had a fatty liver, P.S. Um, And my doctor looked at me, she's like, I can't tell you to eat and and lose weight. You don't even... But, drinker. Yeah, but I had a fatty liver. Wow. I don't think I have it anymore, but I did at one point. So Speaking of prediabetes, one thing that's a fact, a stat that's alarming, 84.1 million adults aged 18 years or older have prediabetes. That's crazy. 84 what? 84.1 million. Say that one more time all the way through. 84.1 million adults aged 18 years or older have prediabetes. That's 33.9% of the adult population in the United States. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. I've been doing this a long time, like diabetes, period. Um, I've only been doing brain tumors for a couple years, but I've been doing diabetes for 41. I've never heard that statistic. That is insane. That is terrifying. I'm one of those people. Um, so I really watch mine carefully and had to pull back on like screening room candy and stuff like that. Is that but, a two, is that a 2015 statistic still too, Steph? Yep. So it's four years after that. Yeah. It's gotta be much worse. Well, yeah. I mean, think about what we're eating guys. Think about how, when you see commercials on TV, it's like, we can no longer just have the ice cream. It's the ice cream with Lucky Charms, M&Ms, Reese's, Caramel, Fudge. Wrapped in a waffle. <laughs> Wrapped in a waffle. Deep fried in fudge. Deep fried. Yes, exactly. Like it is so hyped up. And then everything we're having, you know, food wise is like breadcrumbs and cheese and carbs. And I mean, cheese is dairy. It's different, but it's, yeah, it's wild. Food it's, has gotten it's pretty It's one of horrible. those diseases that I think that we're like, oh, that's just natural. Like the like we we totally brush it off like it's not a big deal. And there's such a source for it most of the time. A lot of the time it is genetic. So you can do what you can help. It. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. By eating healthy, but uh, if you can prevent it by just not eating the stuff that's thrown in our face every day, that's so important. Oh my God, Starbucks, guys. (sighs) Think about how... I bet you anything in this world, if we were to to look at the people that have prediabetes and look at the amount they go to Starbucks and what they order. When you look at a Starbucks nutritional chart, you want to throw up if you see how many grams of sugar you're intaking. The Frappuccinos, ugh. Even, no, 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 Stephen, even the sugar-free lattes. Or the really? matcha, still have like twenty. supposed to be. They have 20-something grams of the sugar-free vanilla latte. Look it up. I remember doing this on the show before. I was vomiting in my mouth. I couldn't even believe it. So um, it's it's really, really horrible. And I bet you it's a big contributor. I actually would really like to get a professional opinion on that stuff at some point. Yeah. Um, Maybe Dexcom has some statistics like that um, or Dr. Peters. But anyhow, uh, it is preventable in type 2. It is reversible. Um, We do know from our cancer episodes that berberine is a supplement that you can take to help lower your blood sugar. It's something you should talk to your doctors about, of course. And we're, that expert's going to come on soon. Yeah. To and talk then more about that. the other thing, as I'm staring at Stephanie and behind Stephanie's head, Stephen, if you cut to it, um, behind Stephanie's head is the Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. Simple, delicious, healthy, easy recipes to make. Uh, my mom and I wrote that together and we used all of her incredible recipes. I also know that the reason my dad is still alive is because of my mom. She was the best nurse, the best caretaker. And she figured out a way to make simple, fast, few ingredient recipes. um, So she could work 80 jobs, take care of her family, take care of her sick husband and still get it all done. So if you are listening to this or watching this and you have diabetes or someone you love has diabetes. Uh, I'm not saying it because I need you to buy the book because it's, you know, a couple years old now, but the recipes in there, we did throw a few spurges in for fun. The recipes in there are really, really simple and easy and really healthy for um, that kind of diet. And they're delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Um, So anyhow, without further ado, I'm going to tell you about our uh, guest today because I'm really excited to share... um, her and her family story with you. So when Kiri Chenny and her husband, Justin, were traveling to Uganda to adopt their son, Oliver, they had no idea what was to come. So during their trip, Kiri became really ill. So she returned to the U.S. where she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Meanwhile, her husband, Justin, was still in Uganda handling uh, Oliver's adoption process. Sounds like something Kevin and I would have to do. 100%. And it was then that Justin learned about a little girl named Zola who also had type 1 diabetes. So the family knew immediately that Zola had to be a part of the family. When I was reading the story, I was crying because how amazing. I just think, you know, here's this little girl with type 1 diabetes. Who was going to adopt her with all of those issues, right? Most people would be scared to adopt a sick you know, child and think of all the things that come with it because you have choices, right? Um, they dove right in 
and and adopted her. And now Kiri and Zola serve as active leaders within the diabetes community, and they share their story to inspire and empower others living with type 1 diabetes. And with each other's support and the help of their Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitors, the two have been able to thrive despite their condition. We're so excited to go more in depth with Kiri and about her journey with type 1 diabetes and, of course, the support of a company like Dexcom, who has been equally as imperative for the health of my dad, which um, I've told you about a little bit a little while ago. So without further ado, let's chat with the lovely Kiri Chinney. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast, and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. All right. Kiri, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Of course. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about your journey with type 1 diabetes. Yes. Yeah, so it actually starts with my husband and I starting our family. We wanted to build our family through adoption. And so my husband and I flew to Uganda to adopt our son, Oliver. This was December 2014. And after about two months of being there, I kind of felt, I mean, I felt pretty sick and tired that whole time, but I just kind of chalked it up to being a new mom and, you know, not getting a lot of sleep at night and being in a different country, eating different foods. And my, I guess, symptoms just started getting worse. And I was lethargic. I didn't have any energy. I was drinking tons of water. I was going to the bathroom all the time. And this is when I was told that I had parasites. And I just kept getting worse. And I thought, I don't know how much longer I could stay in Uganda feeling this way. And so I flew home to America while my husband and son stayed in Uganda. And I saw my doctor and I thought if I could just you know, get some American medicine and treat these parasites. I'll be back on a plane to my boys on the other side of the world. And I just kept declining and a month went by and eventually ended up going to the emergency room and ended up in a coma in the ER (laughs) while my mom, like (laughs) my mom drove me to the ER and we got to the reception area. And I remember the lady asking me questions, you know, can you tell me your name? you know, the questions they ask if you've like had a concussion, Mm -hmm. you know, can you tell me who the president is? Do you know what day of the week it is? Where were you born? And I couldn't see anything anymore. And I remember telling her that the questions were just too hard and I needed to lay down and take a nap. And I went into a coma like right there. Oh my God. In the waiting room. So why didn't they see this when you went to see your primary care physician? If you're saying you're lethargic, you're peeing all the time, those are just Mm -hmm. hallmark diabetes things. Yes, they are. So actually the symptoms for parasites and undiagnosed type one are identical. And so it made sense that I went to Uganda and you would get parasites, but who goes to Uganda and gets diabetes? Oh (laughs) gosh. Yeah. That makes so much sense. 
Yeah, it didn't make sense. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of doctors really do miss those symptoms. And it can look like a lot of other things like the flu or parasites. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it got missed. Also, how old were you? 26. It's kind of rare at that point to get type one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was for so long known as juvenile diabetes. Mm -hmm. And so even the nurses would say like, are you sure this is what you have? And um, yeah, so I didn't know the difference between type one and type two. So I didn't know that I could get either. And so it was a shock to me. It was never anything that I thought to ask my doctor, like, hey, maybe I have type 1 diabetes. And you didn't have anyone in your family with it either. No, nobody in my family. So everything was totally shocking. So when I woke up from that coma in the ICU and they told me, I was like, no, no, retests. Like, certainly it's something else. Like, it's parasites. There's no way I have diabetes. So, You know, what's so funny is I'm sitting here listening to you talk about your symptoms. And a few minutes ago, I was talking about how I fall into prediabetes all the time. And I walk around sometimes. I'm like, I can't believe I'm so tired and lethargic. And why am I peeing all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? It's all coming together right now. Because I also have Hashimoto's, which also gives you those. So I think, you know, we are a little... um, unforgiving when we are not able to operate at our peak level and we don't really look at the why it's like well I should be able to do this I'm young I'm healthy like why why isn't this happening and and sometimes when they tell you certain things like oh you're pre-diabetes you're like oh okay cool it's not a problem yet let's keep going but um but even for me now you just gave me another level of awareness of why I am so tired um So thank you for that. But uh, continue with the story. So you come back, they finally diagnose you with type one. Yes. So I was diagnosed with type one and had to kind of learn this whole new way of living, what it looks like to manage diabetes, you know, 24 hours a day and and alone without your husband, which is scary was one of the hardest things to like wake up and just feel like I have to do this by myself. And like, when can I get back and see my son? And it was it was really tough. And so uh, two months after I was diagnosed, we were told about a little girl in Uganda who had just been diagnosed with type one and she needed a foster family immediately. And with summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different and there's no one size fits all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, dot com. Use the code Heal Squad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's the way.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Heal Squad. Your hair deserves it. I mean, <laughs> I like tear up thinking about it. Every I am time, too. <laughs> there was just no doubt in my mind that she was meant to be a part of our family. And we said a big fat yes right away and kind of put a lot of meaning and purpose behind my diagnosis. And 
gave me purpose in what I was doing. And it was like this whole puzzle came together for me. And even though it's a really hard disease to live with all the time, it was, I feel like God did something really beautiful in that moment. And so now she's forever a part of our family. It's so beautiful. Um, I just remember when I was reading your story and I saw that my heart just melted Mm -hmm. because, you know, most people don't want any more problems in their lives. Right. And a sick child is scary. And, um, and I just think it was such a beautiful thing for you guys in that moment where you're dealing with, you know, the difficulties of trying to become educated and manage yours while adopting another son, while your husband's overseas trying to get it all done. I mean, there was so many pressures and and difficulties you guys were dealing with. And then to to jump in on this, it was I know it was Kismet, it was meant to be, but um but I commend you guys for doing it and for helping um her because um you know, you were the perfect ones to do it. Yeah, she's she's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, it's really hard for anybody with diabetes. My dad's type 1 diabetic. Um, and soon after, uh, you know, I, I think it was somewhere in high school or college, my little cousins all got diagnosed on one side of my family with diabetes. Um, wow. And they're not related to my dad. They're my mom's side. And it was so hard to see little kids have to go through it. And I just kept telling my cousins, I said, the good news is (laughs) the lemonade in this is that they are going to be the healthiest children ever if they can stick to the diet. So the silver lining to diabetes is you're forced to eat healthy. Yeah. So it's made us so aware of how our body works, what we're eating, what we're doing. Are we exercising? And you know, there's a million factors and it feels like there's nothing out there that doesn't affect blood sugar. Yep. So it really has made us so aware and, you know, it is a hard disease to live with, but we have found so many beautiful things in that. And that's what we hold on to, to get through each day. How has the diet changed in your entire family now? Like, has your husband adopted it and your son, obviously? Yeah, we kind of all just jumped in together. Um, we spent a total of 15 months in Uganda, nine of those months I had type one. And so eating the food there um, or eating in Uganda with type one was really difficult because there's not a lot of food available. The food that is available is very um, starchy and high in carbs. And so we ate, I think, eggs like three times a day Yeah, a lot of months. So But we, you know, I was always pretty conscious about the way that we ate before I was diagnosed and now even more so because we have to know exactly how many carbs are going into our body. And so the whole family just does it. I cook one meal for everybody. We don't tailor anything. You know, maybe the kids will eat like a smaller portion. Um, But we just we've all done it together because I think we didn't want anybody to feel left out. And so it's been so nice to like have the support of everybody else that this is just the way we do things. Yeah. I wonder, did they tell you why they think you got type 1 diabetes? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people that will give a million different reasons. There really is no one reason why somebody gets it. There's, I mean, nobody knows exactly what, how it comes about. 
Um, it can be genetic, but for me, that was not the case. They do say that stress or trauma could be mm-hmm. a trigger. Um, you could be predisposed and at some point something triggers that autoimmune response. And so I think that would probably be a part of it. Just looking back to all the things that we had experienced leading up to my diagnosis. Like what? Well, just our time in Uganda with our son was so hard because we didn't know if he would make it because he was living off of blood transfusions and just trying to find access to blood in Uganda felt near impossible because there was always a shortage and, um, you know, healthcare there looks so different. And so those couple months were so hard to watch him be so sick and not know like if we would ever make it back to the States with him and, um, But then I've also heard things like there was this study done called the ACE study, and it stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And they talk about the more adverse childhood experiences you have as a child makes you more likely to develop um, chronic illness or disease later on in life. And I mean, I could go down the whole rabbit hole, but it is pretty fascinating because I did experience a lot of trauma in different ways as a child. And so once I came across that study, it kind of like put all the pieces together and was like, I mean, not necessarily the answer to why I have type one, but Mm -hmm. definitely gives me maybe a little more insight into my body and how the body responds to stress. I never heard that before. Um, I've heard environmental factors. Yes. Can be. (laughs) um, But I'd love to see that study. You'll have to send it to Stephanie. Yes, I will. Yeah. Um, And then Stephanie's going to connect you and and share our EMDR episode once that runs, because you should look into that. I'm so into. Oh, have you already (laughs) done it? I haven't done it yet, but I know all about it, and I'm you're speaking my language. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me. From someone who has already had three sessions, it's been game-changing, um, but also um, has had a lot of different traumas, too. I'm telling you, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so I think it'll free you a lot of so much. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, Dexcom. How did you get involved with them? Um, So when I was first diagnosed, I, I remember in the hospital, they were talking about, you know, this is how you manage diabetes. And maybe someday somebody can talk to you about a CGM or a pump. And before they could even finish their sentence, I had tuned them out. I was like, do not sign me up. I don't want anything on my body. I want none of the gadgets. I don't want anything that makes me look like I have diabetes. Like I just want to feel like a normal person. I just want, in my head, that was like freedom Mm -hmm. not to be attached to things. And, um, not long after my diagnosis, uh, you know, I just met so many people through the diabetes community and they're like, Hey, have you thought about trying a Dexcom? And I was like, no, 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 I I don't need that. And they're like, no, like it is life-changing. And so, I did it reluctantly. And I mean, within the first 24 hours, I was like, how, like, how did I go without this? Like, it is the most amazing technology that just gives you so much insight. And so, um, we, my daughter started using Dexcom and just through our journey of adopting the kids, being in Uganda for so long and just living with this new disease, we just wanted to kind of share our journey and what that looked like for us, what a day in the life of diabetes looked like, and just started sharing a lot about the technology we were using. And I think Dexcom is like hands down the front runner when it comes to CGM technology for diabetes. So so CGM is continuous glucose monitoring. And so basically, it tells you where your blood sugar is at all times. So you don't have to finger yes. prick 
and you don't have to guess and wonder. Um, I wonder, tell us specifically how it changed your life. Like what, how did it, yeah. where was it before and where is it now since? Yeah. So when I was first diagnosed, my A1C, which is like an average three month, like a three month average of what your blood sugar has been was 14.1. Oh boy. Which for people who don't know diabetes, that's like death sentence. Like it's extremely high. And so, um, in three months, my A1C went down to 5.7 being able to use that technology. So to know what my blood sugar was doing, how different foods impacted me and then being able to have my daughter use it, I think was even more life-changing for our family. So when Zola joined our family, she was six and she did not speak one word of English. So you can imagine how hard it would be to communicate with a child. You know, you have this new disease and this is how we eat and this is what we have to do and we have to give you shots and we have to prick your finger, you know, all of these things. And we are strangers that you were just getting used to. Exactly. And so everything was so new to her. And so we just did a lot of hand signals. And so did you use an app like a translation app or anything? No, because her language is so small. Like it's not a big common language. So when we were in Uganda, I actually went into town and I bought the only dictionary I could find that was like English to Lusoga, which was her language. Yeah. And I would cut out little pieces of paper like as if they were note cards because they didn't sell note cards in Uganda. And I would write down the English word and then the Lusoga word under it. And I taped them all along the wall. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Section them by like people, places, things, foods, Uh, phrases. And so anytime I needed to talk to her, I would run over to the wall and I would try and find the words or the phrase so that I could communicate. But then when it came to like her blood sugar, Dexcom bridged the language barrier gap for us because she was able to see the number on a device, what her blood sugar was doing and where it was going and, you know, what color we want, where that range was that we wanted it to be so that she could understand what diabetes was before she even understood English. Mm So I think that tool was like, I mean, an absolute game changer for our family just to help her understand this, you know, new way of living and this disease that we were going to do together and to understand, you know, what was happening inside of her body. So it was such a gift to have. There are so many levels of this. Like, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that. First of all, a six-year-old still learning how to communicate yeah. And she doesn't know how to communicate in your language. Um, but now the safety she probably felt in seeing you have to do the same things because you can change your 
your Dexcom units at the same time yeah. and your sensors and stuff. And, um, what a, what a, um, what a gift you gave her to be able to do that. Um, I know it's been a game changer for my dad and it's given me so much peace of mind for a long time. I had the app on my phone where I got to yeah. continuously watch. So, uh, you know, the anxiety levels of not knowing if he's okay. Cause my dad runs his blood sugar super low and would go into comas all the time, my whole life. Oh, no. And I think, um, I think that, having that app gave me so much peace of mind because if I felt nervous because I used to have to rely on my intuition to know if he was okay, wherever he was, I could just look at the app and know, Mm -hmm. Oh, he's good. Or if I saw it running low, I could call him and be like, Hey, time for you to stop what you're (laughs) doing. Go eat a snack, get some sugar, (laughs) get some sugar. Exactly. Um, so I think it's, it's incredible. Um, do you use a pump as well? I do. Yes. I actually just started this summer. Um, I just ran the New York City Marathon a couple weeks ago and I ran it with the organization Beyond Type 1. And as part of being on the team, Tandem was one of the team sponsors. And so anybody on the team who wasn't using a pump got to try one out if they wanted to see how that changed, you know, the way that you train and do endurance running. And so... Yeah, it's new in the last couple of months, but I am a huge fan. Yeah, I just got my dad on it a couple months ago as well. Yes. Does he yeah. love it? Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's great. It's really yeah. great. I wonder, for someone running a marathon, how do you manage your blood sugar levels as you're running? Like, how does that work? Do you have to have like squeezy juices in your pocket or something? Yes. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game to just everyday life. Um because my body's not, you know, functioning in the same way that somebody without diabetes is, um, I have to continuously eat, um, you know, a certain amount of carbs every hour that I'm running. And so I made sure that the pants that I wore had pockets, I had a running belt. And so I believe during the race itself, during like the 26.2 miles, I think I ate like 200 carbs (laughs) during that time, just to make sure my blood sugar stayed flat. And then Uh I had, I could see my blood sugar on my watch. I could see it on my phone. Um, it was also on my pump. And then my husband was following it. And the other cool thing is um, I set up a website online and people could go to this link and like thousands of people could watch my blood sugar while I was running in real time wow. during the race. So it was so nice because I just felt like it was that safety net of if I, for some reason, miss something or I'm just so caught up in running, um, Somebody my husband could, could text you. me and be like, hey, like, you're, you're starting to go low. Like, have you eaten something or, yeah. which was so nice. But yes, it is, you know, so much more work doing a lot of running. Yeah. So what kind of things were you eating? <laughs> like, are you eating like a yes. bagel as you're running? I'm like, how do you eat and run? <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, I used a couple different things. I had energy chews that I would use. I used and you were perfect. running as yes. you were chewing them? The, Did you the stop? Chews, the chews you can run and chew. They're It's kind of like a gummy bear, so they're really soft, which was easy. Okay. Um, I also used perfect bars, which those I would sometimes walk and chew and sometimes jog and chew. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then I also had fruit leathers and then honey packets. So I had yeah. a lot of different things so that like the honey would act very quickly if I wasn't able to chew the perfect bar gave me a little more energy and filled my stomach than like an energy chew would. So, so here's my question. Uh, what was your time? Because I feel like people would want to know. 
Yeah, it was okay. It was my first marathon and I'm not a runner. Like okay. I've literally never run a race in my life. And it was five hours and 29 minutes. Wait, that's amazing, right? I'm not a runner, so I don't I mean, know, but five hours I was, and... I felt really... in 29 minutes. So I felt really happy with my time for literally never having like run more than five miles in my life. That's and amazing. So, Good for you. Thank you. And that's was, inspiring to people yeah. who, you know, are newly diagnosed that don't know what's possible because, you know, yeah. the more people we see achieving and, and, and overcoming, you know, the more we know we can too. Yeah, I think when I was first diagnosed, you know, it just feels dark and heavy and they tell you all the things that you can't do anymore. And I was like, where are the people telling me what I can do? Like, Mm -hmm. where are these voices? And so, um, yeah, it's been a journey figuring out like how to do these hard things, even with diabetes. And just this year, I was like, I've never run like it's not like I've played sports my whole life, but running was never one of them. And I just thought like, my daughter watches everything that I do and she has the same disease and I want her to see that you can do anything with type one. And so, yeah. yeah, it felt really good to complete something that just felt really hard and challenging. And I think we need more of that out there. Where did you find your people that helped you see the good things that were possible? I mean, the type one diabetes community is like one of the most strong, fierce beautiful communities I've ever been a part of. And um, we've gone, we've made it a really big point to be involved um, because I want that for my daughter. I want her to have other people that, you know, live with the same thing. So we go to camps, we go to conferences and at those places are where we have met like some of our very best closest friends. Mm -hmm. And those people are the ones that like when I'm having a rough day, I can call them, I can text them and just be like, man, today has been like a hard diabetes day. And I know that I don't have to explain anything, but they know exactly what it's like. And it's just such a good support to have. Well, the thing that I think people don't know unless they've gone through it is you're never really right. Right. (laughs) Like to get that perfect blood sugar is so difficult. So you're either high, you're low, sometimes you hit the target. So when you're high, you're going to have headaches and you're not going to feel well. And when you're low, you're not going to feel well. And, and so it's a constant struggle to be prepared with snacks wherever you go. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. running, I can't even hold a water bottle. Like I can't do any, I don't want a phone. I need to be completely free if I'm going to run. And you've got this waste pack with like, you know, a thousand things in it because that's the only way you can do it. So there are things that require so much prep um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, your every day is focused around how do I survive? It really is. I mean, I think you get into the groove of things because like this is what we have to do and you sometimes become like numb to it. And then at the end of the day, I feel like is when kind of those emotions get to me and it gets dark out and I know like the rest of the world is going to sleep. And here I am like checking on my daughter in the middle of the night, like to make sure that she's still alive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that like my job every day is to make sure that she stays alive. And like, that's all riding on me is, you know, it can feel like a big weight sometimes. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure, which definitely contributes to your autoimmune issues because <laughs> you're in fight or flight. It's not helping the situation. You're in fight or flight, Carrie, whether yeah. you like it or not. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, I know because I've lived it with my dad. 
um, the terror when he wasn't home on time. I was telling mm-hmm. these guys um, my in studio that I we would have to start calling hospitals to look for him, um, mm-hmm. police stations because sometimes they would mistake him for a drunk person. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a lot of trauma, and so yes. you know it's it's definitely a lot. Um, but when you have these new technologies like the Dexcom um, unit, it definitely makes it a lot easier because for you, you also can have it on your phone. So you can check Zola's blood sugar level from your phone. From literally anywhere in the world, which is so cool because there was a time in Uganda when I had to fly home to the States to like update my fingerprints for all of our paperwork stuff. And from 9,000 miles away, I could see her blood sugar and my husband could see my blood sugar. And he would text me like in the middle of the night, like, Hey, you're low. Like, did you eat something already? Like, did you catch that? Or you're high? Like, did you take insulin? So, um, it's just so nice. Like it's given us so much freedom. It's allowed me to, you know, she can go and have a sleepover at a friend's house and I don't worry as much because I can just swipe my phone open and I, you know, I know how she's doing and I can quickly call somebody if something needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like a safety net, which is such a peace of mind for, you know, somebody who's a caregiver. Exactly. Peace of mind um, is so, so important with this. And, you know, that's why I wanted to be an ambassador with Dexcom as well, because I've just seen what it's done for my dad and I want more people to know about it because, it's hard, you know, there are so many technologies out there, so many things. And if you don't have a doctor that's up on all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard to know what's available to you. How do you think, well, before I go to that, I want to understand what your diet looks like for people who um, are curious. Um, So we started out eating a pretty low carb diet. And then over the last about six months, um, I would say we're kind of like a middle ground. Um, We don't eat huge amounts of carbs. We don't eat, but we never really ate that way prior. Um, And I had to cut out a lot of foods over the summer due to like food sensitivities and all of those things were all of like the low carb staples. So uh, most of what we eat is just very nutrient dense foods. So a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, good quality meat. And then, I mean, we make literally everything, but just in a really healthy version. So we make desserts, but instead of, you know, using regular flour and white table sugar, you know, we swap it out for healthier ingredients. So like I feel uh, like an we're almond s- flour and a Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we use lots of almond flour and then my son, um, he has to eat gluten-free. So we kind of like add that into the, (laughs) the guidelines of what we do. So, um, yeah, I mean, we love like sweet potatoes. We love barbecuing. We love grilling. I mean, fish, like anything that just is full of flavor and color is the more color on your plate, the better I always say. What's been the hardest part about adjusting to diabetes for you? you think? Hmm. I think that you just don't get a break. (laughs) Like there's no downtime. There's no taking the hat off or going to bed for the night and like, all right, tomorrow we'll like start over. But it's like, it's all night long. It's all day long. And um, that can feel very lonely and isolating Mm -hmm. if you don't have people around you that understand it. And so 
I think that has been one of our big motivators in really finding a good community so that we do have that support around us. So, you know, when I do feel like I need a little mental break, um, I have friends that have kids with type one or I have friends that have type one and, you know, we babysit swap or we switch sleepovers, which is so nice that, you know, I can take a night off and then they can take a night off. And yeah, I think just like the everyday 24 seven demands of, you know, what can be a really scary disease Mm -hmm. is probably been one of the hardest things. So just really taught me about like voicing my needs and making time for myself, which can be really hard as a mom. Yeah. (laughs) Just so that, you know, I can always be my best for my family. Do you have any blood sugar tips? Like anything that you've learned that helps keep your blood sugar stable? Um, I would say that eating a lower carb diet has helped us a ton. Um, You know, I said we ate pretty healthy even before diabetes. So that wasn't super hard for us to change. Um, You know, we still do like desserts, but they're healthier desserts. Um, But I mean, it's hard because there's like so many things that go into it. There's no like one answer. Well, I know like um, for my dad yeah. at night, if he has a nightmare, his blood sugar drops yeah. as if he was running. Have you oh ever had gosh. that? Uh, I haven't noticed it with nightmares, but I've noticed it with like stress, w- weird thing. Like I would take a shower and my blood sugar would spike. <laughs> I'm like, how? I'm literally showering. Like there's, <laughs> wow. Like I hadn't eaten for hours and then the hot water every single time would get me. And I'm like, this is so weird. But just weird, or for my daughter, like last year she went to, we homeschool, but last year she went to a school and every single morning her blood sugar before she even ate food would spike because she was so excited about like seeing her friends, making sure she was on time. Like it was that adrenaline of like, I can't be late. Like, do I have all my things? And you know, she can get kind of like anxious about all of the to do's and her blood sugar would spike. And then the weekends, it never did it. And I'm like, this is insane. Wow. Because it's emotionally connected. Yes, it is. Your emotions are so connected. And I notice like when I'm stressed out, my blood sugar will just like sit high and I can keep taking insulin and it won't move. And then when you're sick, sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. Like it just feels kind of like riding a bike that's on fire, like with no wheels. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. I know. Like, I remember um, my dad at one point to keep his blood sugar from falling down in the middle of the night because my mom never slept a night of her life because he, she was terrified. And so she could touch his skin and feel him getting moist. And that's when she knew his blood sugar was dropping. Oh my gosh. And then she'd find him in a pool of sweat. I mean, it was crazy. So he started doing um, like yogurt with avocado. Oh, before bed. Yeah. And that was helping him to stabilize his sugar, which was interesting. So I didn't know if you had any little hacks like that. Um, no, I mean, not for nighttime necessarily, but I mean, I've found like certain foods work better when I do runs and then there's certain things I have to do when I do weightlifting training Mm -hmm. and, you know, protein always helps. Like if you have a low blood sugar, don't eat just sugar, but add some protein in it to help keep that blood sugar stable from falling back down again. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think the thing is it's, it's individual. It is. And my daughter and I are so different and I have friends that are my age and like our bodies respond differently. Like 
for me during the summer, I need more insulin because the heat. And then for other people during the summer, they need way less insulin. I'm like, there's no one size fits all. Yeah, I've never heard that though. I like hearing that because I'll look at my dad now in a different way because I've never heard that um, the summer thing being different for people with insulin. Yeah, or like pollen. I mean, <laughs> the, the I swear the moon. I think the moon does it because there's times where we change nothing. And then whatever the moon is doing, I don't know. My daughter and I will need like 10 times the amount of insulin it feels like. And then like the snap of a finger, three days later, it's like back to normal. And I'm like, how? I don't, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Were you before your Dexcom having low blood sugar attacks at all? My blood sugar was all over the place because I had no idea what was going on inside of my body. And, you know, they can only teach you so much in the hospital before you leave. And it's like, I think I got one hour of education before I left yeah, and they handed me a sheet of paper Nobody even told me what to do if I had low blood sugar. They just said, like, if you have high blood sugar, this is what you do. And I remember going home and my husband was still in Uganda. He was like trying to get on a flight back here. And I would wake up every morning thinking like, oh, my gosh, I made it through another night. Like I would like touch myself like I'm like I'm still here (laughs) because nobody explained to me that different foods affect your blood sugar differently. Like nighttime does things differently. And I felt like I was low all the time. I was high all the time and none of it made sense. And then once I started using Dexcom and you could see that real time data, it was like all of this information was like there, but I just didn't know what was happening inside. So it just really helped me to manage blood sugar better. Cause I knew like oh, oatmeal is going to respond this way. So what do I need to do differently Mm -hmm. so that my blood sugar won't spike? Or what foods can I eat and maybe not, like what foods can I snack on and maybe not have to take insulin for? So it has been like the best tool for me to understand how all these factors in our lives affect our blood sugar. Yeah, it's amazing. How do you think people who don't have diabetes can help the cause? Um, I would say a couple things. So one of the greatest things that people have done for our family is just ask, like, can you, like, I want to understand what this is like for you. Like, help me to understand, like, what can I cook for you? Or what does this mean? Or what are ways that I can, you know, help out, you know, when people say like, Hey, I I would love to take Zola for a play date, but I want to feel confident in managing her blood sugar. And I want you to feel confident that I can do that. That's been so amazing for us. And then I think once people do have that awareness, I think helping to spread awareness, which is, I think the biggest thing that we need for people to understand what diabetes is. Um, and for November's actually national diabetes awareness month and Dexcom is, has a campaign right now called peace out finger pricks. And so every time you post a photo on social media holding up like a peace sign and using the hashtag peace out finger pricks, they're going to donate $2 to beyond type one, which is an organization that provides support and education and community and resources for people impacted by diabetes. I love that. Do we have to put the X's on like I did my post with the X's you, on the fingers? You don't have to, you could just throw up the peace sign. Okay. But if you want to put the X's, you can definitely do that. Yeah, let's make some money and, yeah. and help, um, a good cause. I love that. Yeah. And then our last question we always ask everybody is how are you getting better every day in your life? Oh, okay. I, I love learning. 
I love reading. I love listening to podcasts. I love... Do you listen to um, ours? I didn't even know what yours was until I was told about it. You got to start. You're going to love it. Okay. I will say I did go back before this and I listened to a couple episodes and I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, she talks about all like the nerdy things that I love. (laughs) I love it. Oh, good. Um, But I just love being... In, informed and educated. And I feel like it makes me a better mom, a better friend, a better wife. And so to me, I feel like learning is kind mm-hmm. of like self care. And so I would say just finding like a good book that makes you feel empowered or a podcast or whatever that looks like. So I love yeah. it. That's, that's, that's my journey too. What that's is what the show thing? is all about. That's what it is. It's about continuous yeah. learning and getting better. And I think we're better together. And yeah. so we're learning Absolutely. from each other and we're helping each other because this journey is tough for all of us and we're all fighting our battles and, you know, we all have our challenges. And so for me, it's my goal every week to bring on people who are experts in every area to help us get better and or to hear amazing stories of people who are overcoming and who have learned something that's helped them. Yeah. And so, um, you know, health and wellness is is my favorite. What's your thing that you're doing to make yourself better? I think EMDR right now is Uh, my thing. Okay. I'm going to have to try it. (laughs) I am telling you it is changing my life. My husband keeps looking at me. He's like, I don't know what you did with my wife. But when I find out where you put her, because <laughs> he's like, I know you're an alien. This is not yeah. my wife. And I was like, yes, it's me, honey. I just have been covered with so much dust and dirt. Yeah, now it's, a, just it's coming off and it's becoming it me off. again. I'm coming yeah. out. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, traumas are, are real. And so when you can they use are. a tool like EMDR to overcome them, you get lighter and you feel better. And yeah, it's it's been a really exciting journey. And it became real because of a guest we had on our show. We had Gabrielle Bernstein on the show. She told me about EMDR and how much it helped her. Connected me with Tammy Velicente, who you'll hear on this show. Uh, I think in two weeks she'll be on, or one week or two weeks. Anyway, it's coming up. And I started doing sessions with her. And it's been unbelievable, the journey. So um, really find someone that is well-respected and and well-rated because I've heard that you can have a negative experience reprocessing some of these traumas. Um, and so just be careful, but it's, it's game changing. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm doing it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing for you. Um, if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to me of course too. And, um, thank you for sharing your journey. I, I have to ask too, like, how are the kids, like how long have they been here in the States with you and how are they adjusting? Yeah. So we've been back for about three and a half years. And I mean, I would have to say they're doing as good as they could for just such a change in their world, you know? Um, the States are so very different than Uganda and mm-hmm. there's so much that we miss about Uganda in the way that they, the way that people live, the way that people just are slower paced and mm-hmm. very present. Um, but they are two of like the biggest social butterflies I've ever met. And, you know, for my daughter only learning or starting to speak English four years ago, um, people are like, I never would have thought that, she never spoke English. So I'm so proud of them. I'm so amazed at how far they've come and how healthy they look, you know, because 
Zola, when she was diagnosed, she was six and she weighed 20 pounds and our son was 12 months and weighed 20 pounds. So they're, wow. they're thriving. They're doing amazing. And we're just so happy. That's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and for sharing your story. Um, I love your family and I just know you on paper and now I got to meet you and talk to you on the show. Yeah. Um, so thank you and, um, keep up all the, the good work and, and, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, a lot to digest. Steph, you've had some experience in the diabetes world. What did we learn? Dexcom is so amazing. To think about <laughs> all the people not having to prick their fingers and I the know. kids and babies all lot. It's so awesome. But I think the biggest thing where I was like, wow, was how she was just talking about how integrated the body is with our health and not really realizing the the way that she was feeling has to do with greater issues. Yeah, and it, all the external factors yeah. that could contribute to you Anxiety, not feeling well. stress. And- but you made a really great point that we're so hard on ourselves when we're not working 100%, but there's something off. Yeah. And we just think it's us, but it, I mean, it could be, but a mm-hmm. lot of times it's an external thing that you're just not addressing. Yeah, for me, it's been so confusing because I remember when I was – um, in between contracts, I was working at E and I was doing my show untold with Maria until, um, I took over E news and I was exhausted. And it's so funny because it's like, okay, is it the anemia? Is it the brain tumor that you didn't know about? Is it the autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's or because you're in prediabetes? So I've been exhausted for years. Or is it the fact that you work 20 jobs and are a psycho you know, overworker, right? Yeah. It's all the above, all, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I had so many revelations just listening to this interview. And like I said, I know what diabetes is, but I'm, I've been unforgiving of myself for so long. That's kind of like an underlying thing. Like, come on, buck up, buck up. Why can't you, you know? And I remember when just before I was diagnosed with the brain tumor, I mean, I couldn't keep my eyeballs open. I was so tired. I feel like that right now too. And I already had a coffee, a latte. Hello. We know Um, why now though. But do we? Do we? Is it just because of my mom and having to be her full-time caretaker? Or is it because of the, you know, residual? Is it because of the Hashimoto's? Is it because of the... I mean, it's definitely a mixture, but the fact that you are full-time caring for your mom Mm. is not... That's someone's job. At Cedar Sinai. This is true. <laughs> you're you're in the fight or flight, and when you sleep, you're probably not getting as much REM sleep. You're probably having a lot of times where you wake up and don't even realize you've woken up. She's definitely. Oh no, I realize sleepy. I wake up. <laughs> yeah. I realize I wake up because then I'm panicking about my mom in different situations. Although since EMDR and I did the session on my mom, I now wake up and like I said, I kind of wonder rather than worry. I wonder how I'm going to get her to the bathroom on the plane. I wonder how this is going to work. I wonder how that's going to work. And so. Um, it is starting to help free me up a lot and I'm moving through my day with more peace, but possibly the other part of it too is she's stable right now. So, you know, when you see or hear your mom is paralyzed because, you know, of a brain tumor, I mean, there's just, it's really hard to not have it affect you emotionally (laughs) in some way. So anyhow, um, I learned a lot from this episode and what a great family, um, you know, they obviously sacrifice so much to be able to adopt those babies and to, 
um, take on Zola with her her diabetes. But I mean, God, were they not meant for each other? It, ju- it was just totally meant to be in yeah. every sense. It's also just such a story. Yeah. Like the entire thing about communication. Because you don't think of it too much from the third, pers- per- third person perspective. But like, yeah, this is a child who doesn't understand what anyone around her is saying. And they have to poke her with needles and put weird machinery around her mm-hmm. and do all sorts of weird stuff. In a different country. A, yeah, completely yeah. outside. People who don't look like her that she's not used to. And you say that, uh, I forget who it was, our guest that says the formative years of the first six years of your life kind We're of slipped in. Yeah. And those were her first six years are completely different from everything after that. Yeah. So she's already developed to that point. It's pretty unbelievable. You know, she said that um, we didn't get to talk about this, but she has a company with her husband called Grace and Salt. And um, I want to mention it only because I know that, you know, these are two self-employed people who are trying to keep yeah. uh, keep the lights on with their family. And, and you know, these, these health conditions are quite costly. Um, so... Stuff. why don't you tell us a little bit about Grace and Salt? Yeah, graceandsalt.net. You can visit it. They have um, recipes that they use. And the, she was talking about how they cook all the time at home, which is great. And I was creeping through a lot of them. They look awesome. Also, side note, we will be posting some of Maria's Thanksgiving episodes on the Patreon as well. So you will have recipes for health, for diabetes, and all that for a long time. And they also have... Um, Actually, most of them are not very healthy for the for, Thanksgiving okay. episode. But, you know, we'll get some healthy you ones. You get that one for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then after the holidays, you, you start on the grace and salt recipes exactly, all right exactly. that's how it will work and they also have um, a starter kit for oil diffusers and there's been a lot of research in oil essential oils and the type of help that they can do and when she speaks on emotions and how it affects her health i think this is something that's definitely a a peaceful thing people can implement in their in their lives and actually help with their emotions just by natural essential oils so they they, sell cool stuff on their website yeah really cool stuff hexagon walnut table is dope wow a lot of this stuff is really cool these actually are really cool christmas gifts to like start perusing yeah so this is on their etsy site um kiri d k-e-a-r-y-d-e-e also under grace and salt it's a um the, the when you go to shop combined. under grace and salt that's where it, this is where it takes yeah. you. very cool yeah awesome very cool. so whole Et- i love etsy I love yeah that they're on etsy <laughs> well as always thank you guys for joining us uh type 1 diabetes is or diabetes in general is an important cause in in my life and um with the statistics you obviously have to know one person at least at this point with it mm-hmm. um and understanding what they go through is so important and especially like she said knowing what to offer them to eat when they come to your house i remember you know in the early days people would be like what do we have to have for costa and it's like diet coke okay we're gonna have diet coke and you know we'll make sure there's some you know sugar-free jello <laughs> we'd have like sugar-free jello pudding things and stuff so uh it's really important to to know and and help them and so um if you guys could continue to help us by rating, commenting, subscribing, as we talked about earlier, it's always inspiring to us. Um, and share this episode with your friends and other episodes that you have been moved by, that have inspired you, that have helped you. Um, it's really important to us that we build out this community and get this to more and more people. And you are hugely instrumental in that process. And so uh, any help you can give us would be great. I know we've had some really cool comments lately that we haven't gotten to, Stephen, so take it away. 
Read them a little slower, though. I like it when you take your time with it. Take my time with the comments? Yeah, because sometimes you rush through it, and it's like, oh, that was a really good one, and you kind of just, you know. I do kind of speed them off a little bit, right? You're like auctioning them off. Like an auctioneer. Get one funny, entertaining, and informative. Katie Morgan. Exactly. Right? This one's from Katie Monty, who says, funny, entertaining, and informative. I love how Maria and her crew approach every subject with a bit of levity, no matter how sad. They're able to laugh and see the silver lining in any situation. She's such an open book and warrior about her mom's health struggles. That transparency is inspirational. I also get some real hands-on tips. Jim Quick was awesome and taught some great memory tips that I use in the daily. Keep up the great work. Fist bump, clap, thumbs up. Aww. Good one. Uh, Completely life-changing by Joy123Chuck. I just love this podcast. I've been binging through all old episodes so I can catch up. I can't get enough. Such a wide range of life-improving conversations and information. Can you please do an episode on people-pleasers and how to stop seeking outward validation? Yes, please. Steph, did you already write that down? Yeah, I did. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Dancer268, Heart Heart, says, Inspired by Maria, I've been watching the show for the past few weeks and have not missed an episode since. I'm learning so much great information and feeling more inspired and capable of living my purpose in life. Thank you, Maria, for living your purpose and inspiring others to do the same. Mm, I'm so glad. And then the last one we'll highlight today is Kristen Lucky 7 says, love my new friend. Maria, it's like I'm listening to my new friend. Refreshing, funny, so real, informative, spiritual, meaningful, just could go on. Thank you for doing this podcast. All of you keep learning, keep sharing. Love you. Hashtag all the lemons. Oh, I love that. Hashtag all the lemons. We need to start using that. All the lemons. I love that. Um, Thank you guys so much. It really means a lot. And and we we do this because we love it. And we're on the journey right there with you. So please keep sharing it with people. Um, Before we go... What were you going to say? I was going to say also another thing you can share, which Carrie was talking about, is if you've seen on Maria's, one of her most recent posts Mm -hmm. uh, was uh, with Dexcom, and she had two little X's on her peace out finger tips. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you post a picture with with two X's on your peace sign, uh, you will be... Dexcom will donate $2 to Beyond Type 1, which is a nonprofit organization changing what it means to live with diabetes. And they they um, combine themselves with platforms, programs, resources, and grants to really spread knowledge and awareness and have people be living better lives with this disease at the same time. And already Dexcom has been able to eliminate over $2 billion finger pricks oh, yeah. thanks to this technology so it's just such a easy thing to do we all love throwing up the peace sign now you just gotta add two x's and a and a hashtag um peace out finger pricks and at dexcom and at uh beyond type one with the number one as well and we will put that in the description of this episode yeah you can just copy and paste yep uh, and just throw a picture up with the peace sign because that would be super helpful to get um let's get dexcom to pony up donations yeah yeah make them spend that cash baby exactly anytime someone's willing to donate (laughs) and all i have to do is post a picture and throw a few tags in i'm like yes please thank you (laughs) in the meantime follow us at maria menounos if you want to find kiri justin oliver and zola you can find them at at grace and salt at Dexcom, of course, for more information there, at Steph Sabra, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present.
Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chili, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag.